backed off away from the catcher, the ke- out of arm's reach. And so the catcher just like sits down cross-legged over the plate. So he can't <laughs> sit on it. You know, he's covering the entire plate. Right. The, the batter starts to like walk around and the catcher like jumps out and tags him. It's just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny right there. Hey, Coyote. see the, uh, double steal that they picked both of them off. This week in baseball? I, yes, I saw that. That was a good one. I did not, but that's amazing. Yeah, they put on the double steal. They threw the guy out at second and nailed the guy at home. Yep. He tagged him in the head, though, so he, he went down and was, like, hurt. Because he whipped his hands around and whacked him in the helmet. Yeah, it did not look pretty. Ouch. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a Twitter account called Thrown Out on the Base Paths. Yeah, I, I follow that one. Uh, John okay. Boyce posted it once and so i immediately followed that i was like i want to see these those are good it's it's quality I, content i get most of my posts from john boyce retweeting people that say watching baseball <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> random weird stuff like the catcher sitting down over home plate yeah nice Well, there's no time like this time to finish what you have to do. Because if you don't, sometimes it will put things on delay. Hello and welcome to episode 312. All of that is gibberish to say the podcast was late last week. I don't know if anybody noticed. (laughs) But the can lights sure look pretty. There it is. Thank you, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Um last week was insane uh so we talked about the washer went out uh turns out then we needed a new dishwasher as well uh that has also been ordered both should be arriving after the monday holiday that we have here in the united states uh the voice you heard was michael who uh encouraged me to pursue the idea of pursuing a new dishwasher hello michael hey everybody JJ, uh, the other house owner currently, and Michael, uh, you, you, I have some comments for you as you okay. begin the process of looking for your home. Uh, is JJ? JJ's here and owns a house. That's those are true statements. Uh, does your house have recessed lighting? Yeah, in the um, kitchen dining room area. So our home was built in 1966, I believe. And in 1966, they did something silly, which is uh, not have recessed lighting in rooms. Mm. Uh, I just guess that was not what, what people did. You know, you had floor lamps and you had large chandeliers, and those were the things you did in the 60s. So, adding recessed lighting sometimes can be quite difficult, especially when you need to power get power from a socket to a switch to then the ceiling. There's a lot of things in the way uh, uh, of especially large rooms. So unfortunately, when you do things like this yourself, you've got to turn off the power so you don't electrocute yourself. Wise choice. 
I mean, that seems very important and reasonable. I'm less concerned about electrocuting myself, actually, than I am about a child walking around and being like, what's this dangling wire? Also uh, seems very good and reasonable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Best practices. I'm not like an expert on children, not really having any myself, but I feel like that's very easily something a child would do. My office shares power with this exact... <laughs> this exact... <laughs> Uh, string of of things back to the breaker. So uh, there were points in the project when I could turn the power back on safely, and there were points when, uh, well, the kids went to bed, and I can't do any more work. So, uh, that happened. As well as the pool going out last week. Uh, I think we had talked about it being a trouble. Well, uh, there's an air leak. In the line, the copper line underground. Ooh. We, uh, a friend of the pod, Kevin, who you guys know, uh, came up with a, I would use the word janky. However, it is not unsafe in the word. In janky implies maybe unsafe. Uh, what's a good word for, for messy code? Like when you're doing coding and it's really messy. I'm looking at you there, JJ. The code? Like if you're writing code and just like quick and dirty, you know? Yeah. There, there is something to be said sometimes. So I think in my aged wisdom, which, Ooh. you know, I, I, I claim to have you should, you at should, some point. You have now. it now. You have it now. I read an article I, today that said millennials are the bosses. And I was like, wait, where? What come, uh, what, in what know. place are we the bosses? I want to know. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to I there. Know. I want to I go to that, there. I, am, I mean, I am definitely one of the more senior people on my team. So that's, you know, I have some authority in that respect, I suppose. It was an article about but, Gen Z. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, nothing against the the Zoomers out there. No, I don't have anything against uh, the Zoomers either. I think, I, in my aged wisdom, I have come to appreciate not things that are done quick and dirty, nor things that are done neat and beautiful. I'm appreciative of things that are plainly obvious what is happening. Uh, yes. Clear and, and not, concise. Not no no not it even concise. Be concise. It can Just be clear. it can be long and expanded as long as it is very obvious what's happening. No secrets, nothing hidden, no knowledge that needs to be like divined out of the clouds or from the person's mind or whatever. And even in, in software, obviously, you can't like the code does what it says. It never does anything else, right? Mm -hmm. But often there are interactions, things going on that you may not realize how this is interacting with something else. I want that stuff spelled out. <laughs> like I want every you know, thing written there on the page, either, you know, in the the most plain language. And those are the kinds of engineering solutions that I love the most because it's like, okay, I look at this, I can understand all the things going on around it, all the pieces that are involved, even if they're not physically present in this one little bit. Yeah. Okay. So you can understand this because you can see the pipe. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the best kind of solution. Look, the pipe's right there. Is there an air leak? I can I can find out, right? Yeah. It's not uh, technically up to code currently, uh, but it got the pool working again uh, so that it doesn't turn green. Uh, and so now I have the time to do the proper fix, right? While not uh, having to drain the pool or do something else uh, damaging or extremely costly. So 
It's a uh, it's a band-aid. It, it's it, it, yeah. Yeah, it's a band-aid, a good band-aid, like a like one of those ones you get from the doctor, you know. It doesn't come off easily. Got to got to really work at it. I don't know. I've had bad luck with band-aids recently. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, the house projects um did did not preclude did preclude a lot of things this weekend. Uh so the big news, I think, and well, some of the big news is that uh, before today, you will hear a podcast called Carbon Scoring, which has been off air for two months because there hasn't been much Star Wars going on and things like this past week have happened uh, where there's not much time. But this week was Star Wars Celebration, which I had hoped to go to. Didn't work out. But one of our number made the brave trek to the Anaheim Convention Center. So we did. It was, uh, it's a good sort of get your feet wet again convention for having not gone to one in three years now. I don't, is this ticketed? Do you have to like get So much like Comic-Con is doing, there were tickets, but they pushed the tickets from 2020 when... Uh, Star Wars Celebration was also supposed to be here in Anaheim. So they they bounce the location around. It's not always here. Mm. Um, I don't think it's always here. Um, but yeah, so it was supposed to have been here in 2020. And so we had bought tickets back then. And when COVID canceled everything, they kicked the tickets down the road a year. And then again, last year when they continued to not have it. Got it. Okay. Is it so, yeah. similar to a WonderCon, a Comic-Con, or something else entirely? It's, I would say it's kind of like a WonderCon. Um, it takes up about the same amount of space on the floor inside the, the Anaheim Convention Center. Okay, so which smaller, is small, a smaller type convention without the massive booths that you come to associate with Comic-Con of like... This movie company takes up a third of the floor. Right. So the biggest the biggest booths there were outfits like Lego and Funko. Um, some of the um, like figurine companies. They had some of the biggest booths. And these people, these places were selling things, I assume. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like Lego. Lego had a big store in addition to all the other stuff that they had going on. Did they have the um, BD one? No. So <sighs> when we were when we got there on Sunday, yeah, they there were probably forty to fifty sets on the list of. It was all just all Star Wars sets. Yeah, they of had forty course. to that fifty of them on the on the list, and of those, there were maybe eight left that hadn't sold out. Wow. None of them were exclusive, I would assume. No, I don't think they had anything that was that was exclusive to Celebration. No. I, there are exclusive Celebration things. I know um, uh, Ken wanted the Paz Vizsla with his helmet off, a.k.a. John Favreau. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I looked around for the cards they were giving out for those, but I think they had already run out of them. Oh, bummer. Oh, well. I mean, stuff happens, right? You know, you can't... Uh, you can't win them all. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard when you're just there the last day. 
Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I saw online, people talking on this weird circular stage, like they had Ewan McGregor and, um, Pedro Pascal and a bunch of other people on like a circular stage in a huge crowd. What's that about? Yeah. So they had a couple of stage areas set up of varying sizes. Um, a couple of them, um, on one out on one edge of the the main floor and then a couple more that they were using some of the big ballrooms for oh so Um, they were doing like live streams or stuff like that from these places i don't know if they were live streaming anything I didn't actually look up to see. Um, so the big, the big round stage was probably the one that is off in a hall off to one side of the main floor. Okay. We didn't wind up going in there this year, but we have been in that space for different conventions in the past. Sure. Um, and it's a, it's a big room that, I mean, that, the, you can, that place is huge now with the addition of the second hall, basically or the second building, you know? Yeah. Did they yeah. even use the second building? They did. Um, so the second building was, um, one floor of it, they had turned into, uh, just like a a shop where you could buy merch. Mm -hmm. And then the other floor was a Mandalorian experience. Okay. Um, which uh, we didn't realize was ticketed. Otherwise we would have tried to get tickets to that ahead of time. Yeah, I know. That's a bummer. So, yeah, they're, you know, they, uh, they are u- utilizing all the space that they have there. Sure. Wow. Cool. Well, what did you see and do? Uh, we wandered the, the entirety of the floor, um, which is, is easily achievable in a day uh, at the Anaheim Convention Center. It's just not the same scale as Comic-Con. Um, so we got to check out all the booths, um, see what was on offer, see what, uh, what people were dressing up as this year. <laughs> um, so yeah, some, uh, I'm trying to think if there were any particular highlights. Um, we, we got a good, a good picture of us playing volleyball against, uh, Darth Vader in a tropical shirt, Lego Darth Vader in a tropical shirt. That's all you could ask for. I know. Uh, I think they're promoting that like Lego summer vacation Star Wars movie or something. Yeah, it's coming up soon for that. Yep, that would do it. Yep, it's coming up soon. I think it's basically the next release after Kenobi's done. I'm pretty sure. No clue. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Cool. I saw a uh, mechanical... Uh, robot version of Rex walking around. Uh, Rex the droid, not Rex the clone trooper. Yeah, I th- thought to myself, "Well, heck, I wish I'd gone to see that alone." And I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not even part of the, co- the convention. That's just some guy with his stuff." <laughs> <laughs> you know, the cosplay people typically are like the good ones are better than the like. The stuff that's actually paid for in a lot of instances. Uh, yeah. They, they put yeah, a little, maybe. more love into the effort. Maybe. Yeah. I could, I could sign off on that being maybe true. I don't know. Um, 
well we're we're already talking about star wars and i know we've, we're all caught up and would you like to discuss anything from the recent release of obi-wan kenobi sure yeah let's do it so there is a carbon scoring so i am here to listen to your thoughts because i've already said my thoughts <laughs> so on this one andy i i i borrowed a page out of your book and i had read and watched absolutely zero about this show good for you to. bud good for you so i had i had no idea what it was gonna what direction they were gonna take going into it well, um, guess what i watched those things i still didn't know that it didn't help I did find that out today from Kit and Ken. I said, okay, so now that we've seen the beginning of this, did you know blank? Did you know blank? Like, uh, spoilers. Okay, just here we go. Oh, yeah. We, we should say this up front. Yeah, first two, first giant, two episodes of Kenobi. Giant here. neon sign. Giant neon sign. There's some retcon happening in the Star Wars universe, so you'll be pissed if you don't watch this okay, and you so listen like, to this. There is. This is something I didn't pick up on. Uh, well, it's light. It's light retcon so far, but... Uh, so apparently michael no one in the trailers uh they did not reveal so unless you looked into like casting or whatever that leia was in the show at all yes and i i got the sense that that was the like the big surprise yeah or even that the show was going to be about this like he doesn't have anything to do with luke or that or the other but it did have to do with the kid like that direction of taking the show was a complete surprise even to the people that watched it right jj i didn't know yeah yeah i was like I assumed this show was going to be like sad Ben Kenobi moping around Tatooine trying to not get caught by the Inquisitors. Sure looks like and then it started I that way. Then, I mean, <laughs> yeah, based on the and then based on the trailers, like I knew there were other points they they would go off world. I just didn't really know how that was going to fit in. Sure, um, but like you know, it's like oh, he goes on the run or something. Okay, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, again, like I, I don't. The misdirection was both good and. It wasn't bad, but it was a. It made the first episode really confusing because it's like, okay, like they're starting slow. I get it, but then I was like, what is actually happening in this show? Nothing. Like, like <laughs> what is it actually about? Like, yeah, is, is he just being mopey all day? Like, okay, like you know, it's a character show. Maybe they're actually doing one of those in Star Wars. Wow, it's been a long time since we've had a show about like just a character. I think it's still somewhat of a character show after those two episodes. Yes. I, I don't think it completely abandons it. I, I just meant that there was no, like, uh, for that first episode, really. Oh, definitely not that first there episode. Was, there was, like, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it yeah. definitely gave you a look into, like, he does this every day and he's done it that way for 10 years. Yeah, and exactly. I think, I think it's it's a that's a good setup for just how beaten down he is. Right. He feels like he feels like he has personally um, failed the whole in universe the that, and right yeah. in all of the things that he attempted. And he has retreated to the backwaters that are Tatooine to try and carry out the one promise he has left that he can still keep. Yeah, I, I was like into the idea of like seeing him, you know, him become Alec Guinness, you know, yeah, like the 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 ewan mcgregor to alec guinness pipeline yep um, yeah, definitely i think but, you know, and, and maybe they yeah right maybe and you know maybe we get the older wiser happier kenobi by the end of the show i'm Who knows? i i am i would be shocked if that was not the point of this 
or less browbeaten, maybe. Getting, sure. Yeah, helping him find some measure of peace. Yes, the become the man. I mean, there's a scene in Rebels that you guys haven't gotten to yet. Uh, Michael's I'm still in Clone Wars, I assume. Um, and JJ, you probably won't watch Rebels, but there it's canon that uh, the do you care about this? Spoiler. I don't know what we're talking about. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So it's canon that Kenobi uh, eventually confronts Darth Maul. Darth Maul comes to try and kill him uh, on Tatooine. And by the that point, which is only a few years from this point, he is no longer the browbeaten Kenobi that wouldn't turn on his lightsaber. He, he fights off Maul uh, very easily and is prepared for him and is much more meditative. So there's got to be some measure of connection between those two characters that are both being designed by Dave Filoni. Um, I see. And this is like robot spider Darth Maul. Correct. Yeah. Spider legs. Yep. No, no, he, he loses the spider legs pretty quickly. He has still has robot legs, but he looks like a normal person at, at later on in the series. Okay. I, uh, it's um, so dumb that they brought him back. You know, I will you know, say, I it think, is what it is. I, I think that this, sort of expanding of the star wars universe the stories that play best at least for me are the ones where it has a defined end point mm-hmm. uh so think like rogue one right Ooh. you know you the know ultimate. what point you know what point they have to get to right yeah. and so the interest isn't whether or not it's going to happen. The interest is how are they going to tell the story in between that? I have a show for you, bud. it's called Andor. Aha. Yep. Uh, and it will be coming at the end of this year. And it has a very definite ending. The beginning of rogue one. And that teaser just dropped this weekend too. I have not watched it. Don't tell me anything. It also doesn't tell you anything that you probably didn't see in rogue one. Okay. That one I did see rogue one. (laughs) All right. Um, I agree. And this Kenobi show obviously has that. I mean, they could maybe do a second season and do something else. There, it currently was only scheduled to do B six episodes. Um, I would argue every time Star Wars has gone on to do sequels, it, well, in TV maybe it's less true, but the additional sequels have tended to be less good in Star Wars, especially recently. People would so let's like keep on stuff. The sh- People on the street Shorter. would slap you in the face over the Empire Strikes Back argument you just made. <laughs> just wear a I t-shirt. Said recently. He said, said recently. Oh, okay. All right. I said recently. I'm talking about 7, 8, and 9, and then also Solo, which I didn't like, although I know you did. And I then, do. I like it. What was the other one? I'll defend Solo on the I merits of one. filmmaking. Anyway, I, look. You know, sometimes it's okay to let stories end and to leave characters be. Like when Absolutely. they get cut in half and fall down a thing, that's a great place to leave them be. <laughs> or get thrown down, and, thrown down an energy shaft by oh. their former apprentice. Those seem like reasons for them to be dead. I don't and just think, stay uh, dead. I don't think you, know, you're you can have be very them come happy. back as force ghosts. That's really popular in Star Wars. It happens all the time. Have we seen evil force ghosts? Why not have evil force ghosts? They exist. It's okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, like, you know, you can have them back that way. And he never has to go anywhere. He just appears all the time being evil. Great. Yeah. Um, just saying. I I liked it so far. I I think it's it's interesting. I like that the uh, I think it's yeah, funny. I, I think by the end of the second episode, I was way more on board. 
Okay. Right. It's like I was kind of I was kind of iffy at the end of the first one, and after the second one, I was like, all right. I think, uh, man, I hope the acting chops of this uh, kid they have keep up. It's gonna He's see. good. She's good. Yeah, yeah. It, I I, just, I would. You know, I I worry about kid actors sometimes. Oh. I would bet. Hmm. I don't know how much I would bet, but I would kind of bet that maybe she's not in the whole thing. I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, I could easily see a way by episode four that she's back safely with the Organas, and the last two episodes is all about Ben. You know. Sure. Yeah, uh, they could do that. That would be cleaner in the in the vein of how does Leia not remember that she met Ben Kenobi before? <laughs> this is the retcon right. that I was talking about. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so tonight on I had that thought when I uh when I was watching it was that she in episode four has never met Ben before. Uh, does she say that anywhere? She never says she's never met she never says she hasn't met Ben Kenobi. That's true. That's and she true. never meets Ben Kenobi right. uh on Death Star. So there she is says room you've for in- my father in the Clone Wars, yep. which is true. Yep. There's a there's room for interpretation here that she just doesn't mention this part of it in the message, right? Like Yeah. I, it's an odd thing to be like you served my father in the Clone Wars. It's like uh, if you, you rescued had, me from you that rescued planet, me remember. from being kidnapped when I was eight. Can you help me again? Yeah. Is he ten? I know. She, I know she's ten. I will have to no, correct no, no, this no. before we get yelled at. Uh, I know she's ten. The actress is eight. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, uh, she looks younger than ten. She's anyway, eight. So yeah, I feel better. I feel eight. better about it. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, but I'd have to go back now. Does he actually give his last name when he introduces himself to her? No. He, does, he, he says his name is Ben, ben but. Uh, at least multiple times during the chase scene, people are saying Obi Wan uh out loud in her purview. Now Ken makes the argument. Ken yelling made Kenobi. the argument that she was not within earshot. I would have to go back and rewatch to answer this question for sure. But it sure seemed like she would have been exposed to the idea that Obi Wan Kenobi had come to save her. Or I mean, even if she know, never heard, it, yeah. Or if his name was on the wanted poster, which she that very clearly saw. Easily read, yeah. Uh, and like, there's no way she can't read by ten. Yeah. So uh, my daughter is seven and she can read. <laughs> there you go. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, there could be a definitive answer. You can email us podcast at weweregamers.com. That's fine. I'll accept that if you watched it too. If you watched that episode three times, you may email and say that she does not know his name, and I will believe you. We await your email, Ken. We await your email, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about another Disney property. Marvel has yeah. a new video game coming. Sort of. Is it not a video game? I guess it is. Uh, we don't is it talk a about games. We don't talk about phone games a lot on here. Oh, I could have so. gotten you one of those from Star Wars Celebration, Andy. Star Wars Tamagotchi. They had an R2-D2 Tamagotchi. What do you need to That's do for R2? I mean, you don't have to feed him. <laughs> Keep does him he just service, whis- I guess. Does he just whistle annoyingly whenever you're in a tight situation? <laughs> I hope so. Shut up, R2. <laughs> I'm going to get found out by the bad guys. Keep yeah. giving our location. Away. I liked the uh, C-3PO cameo in 
in uh, Kenobi. That was cool. Yes, I I appreciated that. And and Jimmy Smith's always yeah. love a good. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith's Smith is a major character. He's Bail Organa. I mean, yeah, you can't. I am a thousand percent happy they went and they were like, yes, get everyone, including Joel Egerton, back. There's no option except to get the people. Yes, yes, yes. Thank it was you better. for that. Thank you, Disney. That that is among some of the things that you can be happy about having a corporation with an endless checkbook. It's among the very short list of things. I yeah, I was going to say, it's like a, not, not finding a lot on that list, but I that's didn't, there. I, I didn't say there was a long list. I just said this one of the things, to, it's the benefits of having a checkbook. Anyway, uh, did they write a large check to make Marvel Snap? Why is it called Marvel I, Snap? Unclear. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what the, the budget was, but this game is made by a team of X Hearthstone developers. Okay. To be clear, so, uh, it's a phone game and currently only available for alpha Android users. Yeah. Uh, it is a beta on Android. Okay. Yes. Uh, my understanding is there's, you know, in, it's going to eventually be on iPhone as well. And also a PC version, but those aren't, don't hold your breath on the PC, PC version. <laughs> I mean, they I'm said not, they're working on it. So I would not say that they're not going to do it. Uh, I'm just saying, don't expect it soon, based on their own comments. Yeah, they said they're working on it, and but the phone versions are coming sooner, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you can sign up for the beta now, uh, open to anyone, you answer, uh, if you have an Android phone, you answer a whole bunch of questions about it, um, and like your, what, you know, the specs of your phone, and then a bunch of questions about your gaming habits, and then you hope they invite you. I submitted Does my there, application. Is there a thing on there that says I play Hearthstone weekly? And so they're like, oh, yep, this person. <laughs> uh, no, but they asked like what other kinds of phone games you've played and like other, you know, game phone games of all sorts. Right. So sure. I answered truthfully, like the games I've played on my phone. Right. And it does happen that I play card games on my phone. So that probably helped me. Big selling point. Um, yeah. So this is a card game. Uh, Andrew asked why it is called Snap. Uh, and snapping is a big mechanic in how the game uh, produces the rewards for the end of the match. Uh, huh? Matt, so, um, yeah, uh, look, man, we, we're going to get to the snap part later. It's too complicated to explain up front. Okay. I've got, hold on, I got to, let me put on my concentration goggles here. There yeah, we go. it, it might help if you bring up a picture of like what the thing looks like that could also help you. Like the board, like the game board. Yeah. The game board maybe. So for folks who have played lots of card games in their lives, anyone here ever play like the old star Wars TCG? Oh yeah. Mm, love it. You know, location based combat locations, right? So, or you could think of them almost as lanes. Sure. Okay. Uh, if okay. you, if that's a, you know, a MOBA type lane stuff, if that's maybe more your, uh, so, speed? so in general, forgetting the lane thing for a second, the location-based combat stuff from the Star Wars TCG, which, God, I wish I had been more invested in, because it was a really... Decipher made a great game that was ahead of its time. Um, it was really difficult. That's what it I was remember. a very difficult game. It was very complicated. Uh, anyway, the, yeah. they had, the, the locations had abilities that affected the characters on the locations. Abs- absolutely like this. Okay, yes. so that then uh, it's like that game we played, Michael, from uh, the War Machine creators as well. Oh, um, command, command, it? tactics. I don't remember what it was, yeah. but whatever. It doesn't matter. It, they're both defunct games now. 
So you make a uh, so it, this is a card game. You make a deck of twelve cards. So the decks are very small. Okay. Uh, How many cards turn, do you have when you start uh, up the game? Do you have a full deck? No. Well, yes. I mean, you have your deck. You start with three in your hand. You draw I mean, one per turn. I mean, as an account, an account starts with twelve cards. Uh, more? you definitely start. You definitely start with a deck. Do you start with more cards than fit in a deck? I don't remember. I'm going to guess no. Okay. I'm going to guess you start with one deck of cards. Um, so you draw, you know, you draw one per turn. You start with three in your hand. And the way the locations work, you know, they, there are three on the battlefield. I see them. On, they're, on they're your in, turn. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six sides hexagons. Yes. Hexagon is just uh, visual. There's your side and their side. And on your turn, you have energy, and energy is like your mana or your crystals in Hearthstone or whatever. Right? Is that the number cards. at the bottom in the glowing blue circle? Yes. Okay. And you can play cards up to that energy per turn, right? Uh, and it will refill the next turn and go up by one. So you don't need to like draw lands or anything like that. There's just a turn one, you have one. Turn two, you have two, three, four, five, and the game ends on turn six. Got it. Barring anything, barring anything crazy happening. Uh, so turn one, you know, you can play a one energy card. Uh, two, or on turn two, you could play two one energy cards or a two energy card, right? And on the first turn, the first location reveals itself. The locations are all hidden at the start of the game, right? Uh, on the first turn, the first location reveals itself, and it has some ability. It does whatever it says. Uh, and then on the second turn, the second location. The third turn, the final location. That's cool. Uh, Okay. So you all, you have the option then of on turn one, you can put your card on the location you know. Maybe it's beneficial to your card in some way. Or you can play it on these other ones that you don't know yet. Oh, interesting. And you whatever, can play on unrevealed locations. Yes. Huh. Really important because sometimes the location will open and say, hey, you can't play cards of a certain type here. Like uh, one, two, and three energy cards can't be played at this location. What happens to your oh, card? It, it's already there. Like it says, you can't play them. You didn't play it. It's already there. Oh, okay. After it's revealed, the rule right. comes in. Once it's ah. revealed, it says, you know, you can't do it. What's it, you know, once it's there, it's in effect. But when it's not there, it's not in effect. Okay. So in Got fact, it. some of the locations affect other locations, right? There's one location that says destroy a different location. <laughs> Whoops. And, and after a certain number of turns, that location will like blow up one of the other locations and it just becomes blank essentially. Um, you know, so there's and, and there's cr all kinds of crazy abilities on them. There's like locations where you play a card and it gives a copy of the card back to you. Uh, there's locations that you know increase the power of certain cards of certain types or have that, that have certain abilities. Uh, and then you know it's all about uh, you have to win two out of the three locations to win the match. And when you win, you earn uh, they're like cubes. Uh, and essentially, like each cube you earn gives you a, a tick up on your level, and as your level increases, you earn you know rewards and higher ranking and so on and so forth. Right? Are they static amounts of cubes? Like you get one for losing and three for winning? Uh, so when you so at the very very beginning, you can't go down. Right? This is like the Hearthstone thing. Once you're below a certain rank, they only let you go up. Uh, but, but once you get above that rank, uh, it's pretty quick to do so. Uh, you can both win and lose cubes. Oh. And so the loser loses cubes and the winner makes 
and gains them. Okay. And this is where this is where snapping comes in. At any point during the match, before you have ended your turn, you can tap the cube at the top to snap, and it doubles the number of cubes available. So, so you betting you think, you're betting cubes. Essentially, yes. So you can uh, win so, twice as many or lose twice as many. Yes. Uh, the maximum you can get if you snap and your opponent snaps your snap is eight. So if you know if you bet it, it it's on the so gosh we have to go into the reward stuff. Okay, so the <laughs> at the every game is worth one up until uh-huh. the last turn when it becomes worth two. Oh, so they so they encourage it you doubles to stay. on the last turn. Got it. Yeah, they encourage you to stay to the end, right? And play and play out the last turn because you get double. So if you snap, it becomes two, and that doubles to four. And if your opponent snaps, it becomes four, which then doubles to eight. Right. So that's the the win loss uh, push pull there, and you don't have to snap. Of course, if you don't not sure you're going to win, you don't think you're going to do it, uh, you can choose not to snap and stay at the low value, or you can uh, they call it escape or retreat. Yeah. So, but uh, if you're let's say you're in a match, and you yeah. know you're losing, and this this is a good time to use the retreat, right? Because you, you want to retreat before one. your opponent snaps; otherwise, you lose yes. more cubes. Yes, exactly. So it is very easy to retreat in, like, when you know you're completely, you know, and again, I don't know how people play, like, what the meta is or whatever. Like, are people snapping instantly at the start of the game to make sure you lose two if you retreat? I don't know. Um, but you certainly can, you know, on turn one, like, look at your cards and like, oh, I drew no cards that I can play. I can just retreat right now and only lose one. And, oh, and it's okay. impossible. And it's impossible to lose. It's impossible to not gain two when you win right if you if you ever win you're going to gain at least two if no one has snapped right mm-hmm. right and so it, it's you know it's you've only lost half of a rank of progress there or whatever uh and so that's the like level of your like you know the people you're playing against then there's all the like mobile stuff outside of that right <laughs> the free to play yeah so you cannot buy cards directly in any way that I have found so okay, far. So it's not fully pay to win. You earn cards through leveling up your account, through leveling uh, the battle pass, and for leveling up individual cards. Uh, your account you level up by you know there's like a whole suite of like daily missions, do X things, you know all those sorts of things that refresh every so many hours. Uh, you yep. can do these kinds of things. You get some currency, uh, like credit currency, uh, and then some experience towards the battle pass. You have separate battle pass missions, which are usually like longer and more, uh, require more work to do. Do you have to unlock the battle pass to get the battle pass missions? Initially, the there's a free battle pass that you get immediately when you start the game. After you complete that one, there is a free battle pass for everyone that has additional rewards that unlock if you pay 500 gold bars, which are the paid currency. You probably earn enough gold bars to unlock that additional battle pass uh, through playing. Like, I think you can earn 200 gold bars per week if you complete certain numbers of missions. Okay. So it That's is possible probably beta to earn- pricing. Yes, it probably mm-hmm. is. Uh, also, uh, so then the main currency, the way you unlock cards then is that you will get some cards through those battle passes, but more often 
you will be getting them through leveling up your individual cards. And when you level the individual cards up, they look fancier, right? The okay. first level of a card, they say it goes from whatever to uncommon. And at uncommon, the art extends beyond the border of the card. At the next level, when it goes to rare, the art then also has like 3D depth. Uh, the level above that, there's like some sort of motion to it. And I haven't gotten to the max level of any card yet because it requires a lot of currency. One would currency. assume, though, that there are better cards like Venom is probably better than Squirrel Go- Girl. So it, uh, I don't know. Uh, I specifically know what Squirrel Girl does. I don't know what Venom does in this game yet. So I can't answer that exact question, but I can tell you that, like, obviously there are, you know, oh, these are the popular decks or whatever, right? Um, But you have no control or any way to get the popular deck. Right. You you have to be... Get cards somehow. Which you can't buy, right? There's, like, no way I've found to be able to buy progress uh, for the cards, right? Other than playing a lot. And I guess, obviously, if you spend money, you can spend that money on upgrading your cards right Mm -hmm. and uh, the currency you use to upgrade cards is called boosters you earn some amount of those boosters after every game for a random character so the unfortunate thing is that the boosters are character specific so you can't pick the card you want to level up oh no Uh, you get them for a random card that was oh no but it turns out not to matter uh because leveling them up gives you equal progress for every card and it's not like the card improves when you level it up. It just the art changes. Uh, and when you level up any card, any amount, it increases a collection level that is across all of your cards. And as your collection level goes up every level or every couple levels, you will unlock uh, currency, new cards, new art, that sort of stuff. Uh, more boosters also. So are those new cards the same for everybody or are they randomly generated? Random new it says mystery card on there. Oh, uh, okay. I, I believe it is. Ter- uh, the, I believe at least currently uh, that collection leveling uh, track is pulling from a specific pool of cards. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're supposed to get cards outside of that pool. But since as far as I know, there's no way to get cards other than via that pool. Everyone has the same sets of cards. Okay. Uh, typically. And again, also matchmaking and all this stuff. I don't know how any of that works. Uh, I haven't, I see new cards frequently when I'm playing, but so far I haven't run into a deck that has just been like, I had no chance here. The, all of their cards were just better than mine. Okay. Right. I haven't felt like that. I definitely have run into like all their cards are cooler than mine, (laughs) (laughs) but that's like, I like this character more than the one I'm using. Right. Like, okay. Medusa is cool looking, I guess, but I don't have any particular affinity for her. Whereas I think Electra is cooler, right? Yeah. Right on. So I, I've been enjoying it. I've played it quite a bit. Um, you know, hey, it's a phone game, though. Oh. But at least you can say the the battles are, like, really short and can be done quickly. Yeah, so there's a 12-card deck. Six turns, I mean. And for the first three turns, there's probably not much to think about. Well, and it's not like it goes back and forth either. You play at the same time, right? So, like, I play a character, they play a character, both reveal. That's turn one, right? Like, you don't know what they're playing until you have already ended your turn and can't make any changes. That's good. 
Yeah. And so, and so then it's a lot of like, it becomes a lot of like a mind game, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to lose. You have to, you're, you're probably going to lose at least if you want to win, you're going to lose one of the three lanes probably, or one of the three locations. And you got to pick like, which two can I win? Or can I do something tricky at the end to like increase my power over there sneakily somehow or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that has been the, the fun of the game so far is like, you know, you see a person stacking 30 power on one place and you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to win there. <laughs> Let's like move all my cards over to the land next to it where they thought they were safe. Right. And now all of a sudden I win that one and the other one where I was clearly winning before. Right. Sure. So yeah, it's been fun. Michael. How, yeah. how was Aiden? <laughs> It was uh, it was good. The plot, and I think I think this isn't a spoiler for JJ, and it, it won't be a spoiler for you I mean, either. I have also beaten it, so oh yes. Oh whoa 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 whoa! That was not clear to me. That's cool. You both are done. Oh, well, I, I Michael maybe has done more post game stuff than me. I have. Oh, there's post game. So I've I have finished the post game as well. There is post game. Yeah. Yes, there is a hard mode that unlocks when you beat regular mode. Is it but you New don't Game have Plus, or is it just something else to do? It's more to do in your um, your original file. You can just go in and toggle the difficulty up, and it unlocks some new things. Okay, so it is not really New Game Plus. It is almost DLC, basically. Yeah. Nah, I mean... Nah. I know it's, it's not it's, DLC, it's, but, like, the style of playing something a little extra after the game ends versus okay now go back and do it again yeah it is yeah. definitely the former rather than the latter and it's like you know the levels go up a bunch the enemies are a lot stronger the bosses maybe have some new moves or i couldn't tell if i just killed them too fast the first time <laughs> no they do they do have some additional moves so Tell us uh, how you how, did. You enjoy your your time with Aiden, Michael? I did. Uh, I, I think I made the comment to you that it felt towards the end like someone realized, "Oh no, we have to make this make sense with the next game that's coming out. We better throw in all the lore here." Yeah, because this is a bit, <laughs> bit of a lore dump at the end for sure. Uh, but the game itself was good. I enjoyed it. Um, the The amount of time it took to get through the normal story and all of the extra content was still only was under twenty hours for me. Um, so, oh, a okay. good, I, uh, I got to get on this in a, in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good little little sampling of what they were trying to do. Yeah, I will say the later bosses got challenging. I don't know if it's because, again, I wasn't keeping up my levels or not doing enough side quests or whatever, but, like, if you try to beeline through this game, you may end up having a bit of trouble. So, do those fetch quests the town people want you to do, it's not like they're, they are optional, but also, maybe do them. Yeah. Yeah, do, do at least you need to do some of them. Yeah, some of them, for sure. Nice. Okay. Uh, I have not had a chance to play it yet, but I did make myself stay up late. Oh, God. Two nights in a row, guys. Two nights in a row to just get the PS5 up and running. Can you believe this? 
That seems like a lot of nights. PS5 has a transfer system. So you can take your PS4 and transfer stuff over to PS5. And I have a PS4 and I want to sell it. But the problem with modern PS uh, PlayStations is uh, they're basically computers. And that means all your data is on there. And yep. so you should probably wipe it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They have a factory reset option. They sure do. And uh, the PlayStation 4, unlike the PlayStation 5, which now no longer does this, because they said that was not a good idea. Uh, PlayStation 4 required that you set a PlayStation as your main PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem with that is that then to later on, if you ever want to have another main PlayStation, you have to have un- undone the main PlayStation that you have. Yeah. So uh, you need passwords for that. And having shared this PlayStation with other people, I needed their passwords for that. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to wait for, for that. Uh, you also have to have both PlayStations on the same network at the same time uh, and either connect them with a cable to each other and then also connect both of them to Wi-Fi or connect both of them via cable to the network. Or it's just like... It's a long process. It took like a full night to understand the process and then like get everything moved over uh, and kind of get it all set up. And then once you get it moved over and set up, they pop up these little pop-ups. It's like, hey, this one has a PS5 version. Don't you want to download that? I was like, yeah, sure I do. Oh, the PS4 version is just going to stay here. So you want to do anything with it? Yeah. Why didn't you just delete it? Well, I didn't know what you would want to do with it. So I just left it here. Like, Did you... Do you own those PS5 versions? Uh, also, so you get them for you can either pay to upgrade them or some of them were free. Oh, okay, uh, some so, of them were free, okay. and it just downloads a whole new version of the game. It's not like there's like a hey, uh, there's some files we updated. It's like no, no, no. Here's the whole new package. It's just going to sit next to the other one you had. Yeah, I'm sure there are incompatibilities that make just trying to patch over the few, you know, a few files prohibitive. I, I mean, they're two separate imagine. games. As I far get as it. I get that part of it. But like in the transfer process, not why not be like, well, there's a PS5 version of that. Do you want to transfer that? Or do you want to get the new PS5 version? You know, uh, it just made the process longer to then have to go in and manage um, and not large amount of space. So they are, they are advertised these as 850 gigabyte systems, but really you only actually have like, 600 something gigabytes to use i don't know how that happens operating system dude 200 gigabytes of operating system doesn't seem right to me okay you're wrong but that's cool 200 gigabytes of operating system yeah man windows isn't even that big okay go ask the microsoft people to code the playstation operating system then I don't understand why you're angry te- about this. Oh, I'm not angry. I'm just telling you, I knew this was going to happen. And I was waiting to see your reaction to find out that your 800 was only 650 or whatever. How did it is. you know about this? This is nuts. I listened to podcasts on the internet for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did they make a 200 gigabyte operating system? I don't Do you know. know that's not me. Oh. No, I have no idea. Oh, I know that the, the 800 is actually 600. That's what I know. Wow. 
That's no fine. wonder people put in the uh, NVMe drives. Yeah. The the base hardware sold with the PlayStation is a joke. Unless you are religiously going in and deleting games all the time, you have to have an external drive. Or upgrade the NVMe. Or, or, or you can just add one, new, right? Yeah. Yeah, they like uh, there's some level of supported ones. I don't know how that works, but yeah, there's there's some way to increase the storage. Okay. The problem being that if you store games on, on not on an NVMe but on like a regular external hard drive which you can use, you can't play PS5 games from that external drive. You have to you move have to them transfer over. them to the internal stuff and yeah. then you can play eh. them. Well, the thing the thing that I just am now shocked by is also like if you have a disc game because of the way PS5 games work, it has to install it. It just copies the data off that disc and then right. downloads a bunch of other data, which it's like the disc didn't matter, which, which it doesn't. Well, that's fine. That's fine because you can then still sell the disc like previously and you can, you know, sure, you yeah. do whatever. Um, you can't sell, you have to have the disc in for the game to run. And I understand all that and it all makes sense. And I'm actually happy that it installs the game and all that sort of stuff. But like, then you think about like Ghost of Tsushima is probably like 80 gigabytes and you know like spider-man's probably another 60 gigabyte there's 140 of the 600 right there plus all the games i had digitally that transferred over from the ps4 are already eating 100 gigabytes you know like zone is 200 yes i know uh i don't play warzone on the ps5 uh they don't have a field of view slider in that game uh and i feel claustrophobic trying to see while playing it on the playstation uh, Sorry, I was just like, uh, I was going to tell you, like, hey, don't install Warzone because <laughs> it's going to ruin your hard drive forever. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, so, do you know is the M2 that you install extra, or do you have to replace the M2? I don't know how it works. Okay, because I have seen PlayStation M2s before. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know how it works. All right, all right. Well, I'll look into that and report back because that's likely going to need to happen. Yikes. Uh, I also did something else which kind of uh, was silly and took up some time. I have to say it was a poor decision, but it was also one that I had a lot of fun doing. I finally did a project, JJ. Uh, you share one of these devices with me. The PlayStation Vita. Mm. So now that the PlayStation 5 was up and running, I could easily add money to my wallet. Mm. and PlayStation Michael has decided that the Vita store and the PS3 stores would stay active, but you could no longer process payments through them because it wasn't secure enough anymore. Okay. So you could only buy stuff if you had a wallet. I went through and rebought many PSP games. Like I know I've talked about Jean Dark on this show a bunch of times. Um, a bunch of PSP games that I really wanted and some Vita games that I wanted in anticipation that in the next year or so they will shut down those stores. Uh, Seems likely. Probably a safe bet. So I added a uh, hundred bucks, I think to my wallet and then went in and it was just, I went ape on uh, filling up the two 16 gigabyte cards that I have, uh, which was kind of fun. So I, I will report back. I think I want to play, Possibly, I bought uh, the PSP 
Armored Core series. There were three games released for PSP of Armored Core, and they all read each other's saves on the Vita, which is good. Hmm. Uh, I might do that. I don't know. I was... That was part of my, while I was waiting for the PlayStation 4 to do its rewriting itself. I guess I'll do that, you know? Uh, Okay. So, yeah. Okay, I've found an NVMe that says it works for the PlayStation. So, I will put that on a wish list. (laughs) That's crazy. And make sure you figure out how to install those, because it may not be straightforward either. Yeah. I would, uh, they have a whole thing on their own site about it. It looks like you just open a thing and put it in. It doesn't look like you're replacing the stock one. So that's that's better news. The question then is, if you install things to that one, do you still have to do the song and dance about moving things around? Because, you know, PlayStation talked about their super fast hard drive as part of their selling point, right? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe you don't. I I know nothing about this. I, like I said, the I know that they had hard drives you could re, you could add in. I didn't know how it worked. Yeah, I will report back. I'm I'm. This will not be a next episode thing because I'm not spending full price. This thing is not on sale currently. Yeah, and if uh, memory serves, the <laughs> supported manufacturer good hard drives for PlayStations uh, never or rarely went on sale. Right. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's end it with an email, and then it'll lead into five-minute discussion about something. But, JJ, I have an email for you here. And we don't often do emails single singles, but this one seems time-sensitive. This okay. email is for JJ. As someone who has spent insane amounts of time on both Heroes of Might and Magic two and three i'd love to know if you also played any of the other ones particularly four in which the hero was a playable unit on the battlefield unlike the other ones what did you think about that i'll stop there and then i'll go to the rest of it okay uh so i did play some heroes of might and magic four not a lot uh unfortunately i that definitely came out in a period where I was more into console gaming and than PC at the time. And yeah, I, I played it a little bit, but I never got much into it. So I don't know that I have like a good founded opinion for whether the hero being a unit is good or bad. Okay. Fair point. I did also play uh, some five and some six, I think. No, wait, did I play five? Maybe five is the one I didn't play and I did play six. Six is a Ubisoft game. I yeah, I never got it. Like I never got into it. Also, it also like it still had the same sort of format, but there was like all these weird like systems for well, eventually like, the leveling up your account and this stuff that I never yeah, liked. And eventually, the games like lose sight of themselves, right? The longer a series goes, eventually you just need time away. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then, Song of Conquest. Is it just a quality of life improvement to modernize the game? Was it worth? Is it worth the $30 or wait for a sale? So the game is in early access, and I think that's a reasonable concern. You know, if you are like, it, it, feels, it, it feels complete enough, but again, all I have done is played a few campaign missions, right? Like, I think I'm on campaign mission four or five or something, like not even that deep into the game. I've only played as one faction, uh, I've fought against several different factions, but I've not actually played as them. I haven't done any like 
1v1. And I know there's like a very competitive community for people out there who are played these games, you know, in a uh, PvP scenario, right? So I have no idea about the balance in that direction. I can only say, you know, I've enjoyed playing the one faction that I've played. Uh, I believe there are only four factions in the early access. Um, and it has some stuff that's different, right? And, I, you know, you go back and listen to that podcast, and I definitely talked about them. But So it's deeper than a quality of life improvement. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mentioned how the uh, the main castle building and the buildings where you get your units from are not the same building anymore. They're sort of separated. And as a sieging army, you can go up and take over their buildings that produce units, right? If, if they're defending the castle, they can't both defend the castle and defend the places that produce the units at the same time, unless they have multiple heroes there. Uh, and so that gives you some more ways to sort of siege a, uh, a big, well-entrenched town, right? And that's something that was definitely a big problem with those games in the past. Uh, because your main castle that produced all your money also produced all your units. Uh, and so you could just camp a hero in there uh, and, you know, every week they would get much stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, so this had some ideas about that. It has, you know, the same things with, but it is very much when you play it, you will feel it is one of those type of games, right? Your hero is not a unit on the battlefield. They can cast spells. That's sort of the, their, and their stats affect your monsters, but that's really the extent of their, uh, involvement on the battlefield and it's about you know what troops did you bring so uh, in the answer to their question it is definitely one of those but also has some you know some new changes maybe i don't know if they're modernizing maybe it is i don't know um yeah okay. so and you know worth the 30 dollars. i think uh like i said it is early access so you know maybe buyer beware from that perspective but i have enjoyed my time with it so far <laughs> Right also, on. like, I also have huge nostalgia for those games. Right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, last part of this was that uh, listening to the stories you were telling about Songs of Conquest was great, and the episode was great, despite there being no F1 talk. Alex M., you get your F1 talk right now, okay? There was no F1 that week, so, you know, we just can't. We just can't. Uh, Monaco, buddy. Yeah, huh? I guess you can still lose from pole position. Even in Monaco. <laughs> Truly unbelievable. The, uh, what's uh, that mean? Michael, Michael, it's fun that you kind of don't uh, do this because we can explain things to you. Like, imagine racing down a back alley. Okay. And just your car, your car is like two meters wide and six meters long. The streets are eight meters wide. <laughs> Like, or something ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Good luck passing anyone, turning. There's a point in the race, uh, is it near the pool, where Before you basically watch an F1 car come to a stop and then make a three-point turn. It is the slowest part of the entire race calendar at any point. This is the slowest any car will ever travel. And in fact, it is so slow the cars have to frequently be modified from their like builds to allow the turning radius to increase enough to get around this corner. Wow. Nuts. It it, it is a literal hairpin in like the turning radius is teeny tiny and it loops right back around. (laughs) Uh, 
so you can't really pass. So everybody that watches Monaco watches qualifying intently and then um, just sort of day drinks while they watch the race. <laughs> yep. Because qualifying is and has been typically the race, right? Maybe you'll get one or two people overtaken via pit stops or something like, oh, someone does a pit stop and then comes out in such a way and they put in a really fast lap. And then the guy who pits behind them is a little bit slower. And then now they're in front of him by the time the other guy comes out, right? Like that's how overtakes happen at Monaco. And it's not really like, yes, he overtook him. You didn't see the two cars pass each other. It just sort of happened, right? Well, yeah. Then it rains. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And the rain causes havoc, right? Because not only now are you on this circuit that is crazy, but it is wet. Yeah. Uh, it becomes quite dangerous. Uh, Mick Schumacher broke his car in half. It was dry by the time he broke his car in half, to be fair. That's, well, I guess. Uh, but yeah, the... the it doesn't make the course less treacherous, right? The racing line is very dry. The cars have lots of grip there. But if you move off that racing line a little bit or you, you know, your tires are older or not as grippy as you think, you know, car just goes off. Uh, yeah. And so because uh, also when it's wet, you know, the Formula One has these rules about the kinds of tires you can use, right? Well, when it's wet, the those rules go out the window for reasonable safety reasons right yeah, they want you using the, the the safe tires with tread you're yeah. allowed to use the treaded tires as much as you want if it's raining right uh however if it like slows raining and then dries out the whole race becomes okay when can we get away with using slicks again yeah <laughs> right how fast <laughs> can we get back on the slicks and or the intermediates now, right or the intermediates right and so like the intermediate tires have some tread but it's less and then obviously the slicks have no tread at all. And so it's it's a game of like, well, okay, now you're going to have to pit stop more than once. And so as a result, crazy things happen. <laughs> like the person in pole position pits and then loses three places. Because, whoops. Yeah. Amazing. He lost. He's now lost his home ra- race how many times? Uh, this is actually uh, the only time he's finished his home race. All the other times he's crashed out. Crashed crashed before he got to the end. Wow. Wow, wow. I don't know what to say. Hey, he he finished, but fourth instead of the pole position that he deserved. Uh, Checo won, which was kind of cool to see after last week where he was like, well, that's not fair. I have to pull over, even though he wasn't faster. Uh, He was faster this time. I think last week he got fastest lap. I don't know about this week. Uh, I think he did not this week, but I mean, to be fair here, he outqualified Verstappen. He had a faster time even in qualifying. So, but he, he outqualified Verstappen last week too, I think. Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I, I think the meta story is more interesting, but it's still interesting. I think the important thing to remember is this was... It, this was interesting to watch in spite of being at Monaco. Yeah. I would never, I would never, if this was, if the conditions did not align for a crazy race here, this would have been a boring procession. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, take a, take a good Monaco, as we say. 
take a good Monaco. That's a new thing that we say now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just, <laughs> there's your F1. There's your F1 talk, Alex M. And thanks for the email. Uh, if you send timely emails, I may pull them out and, uh, and read them quickly. And then we'll batch up other emails. So, you know, that's how it works. Okay, everyone. Uh, upward and onward. Less housework this coming week. More repairs done. All the power is back on. Let's play some Auden and maybe a PS5 and some Vita and whatever else we got going on. I'm excited to hear about new games next week. In the meantime, JJ, where can people hit us up? People can send those emails to podcast at wewergamers.com. We're also on the internet at wewergamers, Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube. Search for wewergamers, all one word. Hit that subscribe on there. I thought of you briefly at one point during uh, so the first episode or the second episode, one of the episodes of uh, of Obi Wan. Um, whenever they get they first get to Dio, because yeah. it to, to me at least it had some very strong Blade Runner. Dude, it's straight up, <laughs> it's straight up Hong Kong Blade Runner for sure. Right. Ken said the same exact thing today, and I was just like, "Yep, I loved every second of it." I was like, "It was great. This was oh, Star Wars knows what Shadowrun is." Uh-huh. that's cool yeah it was cool it's uh it's interesting to go someplace else you know dio has been i think in comics only okay uh i'm trying to remember where i dio not dio 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 i think it's dio I don't know. Maybe it hasn't been in anything else before. I don't know. It looked cool. I don't know if Wikipedia is going to work today, so I don't think I'll... Usually it crashes my computer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked it because it was dark-ish enough that I could see it, but most people probably couldn't see the the volume. Like, I could see the walls of the volume down some of the alleys and stuff. Yeah. Um you could definitely see background characters like pretending to walk down an alley and you're like, that guy's going to hit the wall any second now. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, did, did, uh, flea being in there bother you? No, no, it didn't bother me. Okay. I had the same opinion. Uh, some people were bothered by flea. Mm. Uh, some people were also bothered about sad Kenobi and I was like, well, then you don't understand not nobody in this podcast give it a minute to breathe (laughs) yeah just like let let's finish the thing before we complain come on but you know you know people you you know comma people or you know people period both either one works (laughs) oh man oh times yeah i'm looking forward to see where it goes i have to make a spreadsheet I have to make a spreadsheet. That's not fun. Oh, well, everyone's got a PS five compatible, uh, NVMe. Now most of the NVMe stock are compatible, but they all sell heat sink versions that, um, are roughly the same price as their normal versions. So you wouldn't have to buy a heat sink, but they're okay. all kinds of different prices. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. Spreadsheet like, so, time. Yeah. Samsung only sells one in two terabyte. Uh, everyone else sells them in one terabyte. 
I don't particularly care what brand it is. It's not going to matter. But right. How annoying that that thing only has 600 gigabytes available on it. Maybe I only need 500 gigs. Maybe I don't need a full terabyte. <laughs> hey, Miss last words. Shut up, Michael. <laughs> Stop speaking sense. Ooh, Corsairs is on sale. Okay. Maybe that's the answer. There you go. Always look for the deal. That's the answer. You know that. You know me. Yep. I I do, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but I don't. Crucial yeah. makes one. That's probably good enough. I I I still think people should look for deals. Yes. Just you know, uh my opinion of when to skimp is changing. Oh, I didn't even talk to you guys about the headset thing. I'll just tell I'll you about it, it cuz I don't want to bring it up again next week. It doesn't make <laughs> okay. it doesn't make any difference. So I I ordered a bunch of stuff for the PlayStation 5, okay? Yeah. This was part of the night while I'm waiting for the PS4 thing to happen while it's transferring. Mm-hmm. I go in. I had pre-ordered some stuff on a used sale. They were having a used sale for PlayStation stuff. So okay. I bought two used controllers. I bought some st- uh, uh, stuff for maybe making it inside of an, a controller better because it was on sale mm-hmm. also, which we'll talk about if I ever get to it. And then I bought two headsets that work with the PlayStation 5. Okay. Because uh, okay. my TV is an old TV and only has stereo. I don't want to buy a Sonos for this room because usually I'll probably be playing it at night when I don't want to yeah. wake people up. And I thought it'd be great to have a headset um, that I could have on and have good sound. Okay. So I found the top of the line one. It's called the Astro A50. And it was on sale for expensively reasonable price. All right. And then I was like, okay, what's the second best one? And what's the price difference? Okay, well, the price difference is not negligible, but it's also on sale in the used sale. So let's get that. And I bought a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, okay, I have to set up the PS5 before this weekend because the return window closes. And I got to test all this stuff this weekend as well. Okay, so we get the PS5 after a day set up. So the second day, while the PS4 is wiping itself, I'm, I'm working on the PS5. I'm like, I got a PS5 and basically in my lap while I'm because I'm holding it because the PS4 still needs to be plugged in and doing stuff. Yep, <laughs> uh, it's just a mess. And I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna try the bad, the worst headphones first. Open the box. These are not the headphones that are supposed to be in the box. Uh-oh. They clearly someone has purchased this, stuck the previous year's model in there, which was broken. You couldn't even use it if you wanted to. That they had broken the the micro USB port, and I could tell it was the wrong model because it was supposed to be a USB C port. Okay. But they broke the micro USB port. It fell into the headphones when I tried to plug a cable into it to see if it even worked. Womp. I was like, okay, well, clearly that's trash. Great, wonderful, fantastic. 
this thing is just going to keep getting sold to people when I give it back to Amazon, even though I told them it doesn't work. They're just going to keep sending it out to people. Mm-hmm. Proves me that I should never have bought a used item to begin with. Uh, I get back on the horse after this in terms of maybe used items are okay, but uh, the controllers, I try them out. They're okay, but I paid $56 for them used. They normally cost $70 fresh, I think. Sure. So I saved 30 bucks between two controllers. Well, PS Days of Play is here, and all the controllers are on sale for $3 more than I paid for them. So those got returned for new ones. Because why wouldn't I get new ones if I can get them for the same price? So now we're batting 0% here. Pull out the creme de la creme, the thing that I wanted the most, the Astro A50s. Plug them in to the USB port, and then stare for a good minute, thinking, well, this doesn't make any sense apparently playstation 4 had one and playstation 5 does not the astro a50 uses an optical cable which is why it provides better audio to get to the base station that it connects to (laughs) but there's no optical uh, audio out on a playstation 5 (sighs) so you need to buy a 40 dollar converter that plugs the HDMI from the PlayStation into a dongle that then splits the audio back out for the Astro A50s, which are already like almost a hundred dollars more than the next best one. Wow. So I said, well, that's getting returned to <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Bye. And part of the PS days of play sale, uh, the, uh, steel series headset was now on sale. New, and the and the controllers were on sale new. I was just like, screw it, fine. I'm just gonna buy all this stuff again, <laughs> new, and return everything. Uh, that's how that could. went. At least you could. Well, that's why I did it because I made sure to buy stuff that could be returned. But yeah, ugh, what is what a way to live? Just shipping what stuff around the country for no no purpose. Yep. <laughs> 